Hey, I'm Fred. And I'm Ed. And this is Create a Generation. Create a Generation of Hype. All right, Frederico, what is happening this week? This week we're chatting with Noah from Eroa. I think we're going to see a lot more skits, mixed media stuff, live action, a lot more just like crossing over about other genres to spice up specifically the animation storytime community. Eroa. 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 I keep. I know it so well, but I keep saying it wrong. What's wrong with me? <sighs> anyway. Let's find out who we're talking to when we get into the episode. Frederico, before we get started, we've been working really hard in the background on our own online course called Changer College. The online college just for content creators. Check it out at changercollege.com. That's C-H-A-N-G-E-R college.com. Let's get into it. Let's get into it. Welcome to Creator Generation. This week we have Noah. Noah is an animator from the YouTube channel, which I'm going to kook, Aroa. <laughs> yeah, hey, you know, that, that works. Every time I try to say it, I get stumbled by reading it compared to when I go to say it. But yeah, Same. Noah, Noah, <laughs> what? So, Noah, who are you? What do you do? Tell us about a bit about your channel. Well, for starters, uh, I'm Noah. Noah, Noah Krugson, as I, as I call myself on the YouTube channel. It's a, uh, definitely my, my legal birth name, but uh, I'm a... Uh, a cartoonist of sorts, I guess, an animator. I don't know. Is that what they call them? And I make uh, mixed medium animations, like 2D stuff mixed with like 3D backgrounds of sorts. And uh, I'm always trying to see what I can do better in my content. Well, yeah. And pretty amazing uh, content that you're creating with all these different animation styles. But what, like, what are you covering in your videos? What, what are your videos about? So I, like, I started out mainly doing, uh, it was like story stuff. Like, you know, story times like, oh, okay, this happened in my life. Um, here's uh, here's how I dealt with that situation. Here's the antics that happened surrounding that situation, et cetera, and whatnot. But um, I slowly, as of recently, have been veering towards more of just independent uh, kind of cartoons and, and independent, like, stories that really didn't happen to me. Or at least I don't ho- I hope they happen to me. You know, like fighting robots and, and interdimension travel and all that. Just kind of like stuff that I find is is fun to make and and fun to kind of produce. So I uh, I hope my audience does. But um, yeah, it's, it's kind of veered recently uh, to, to that kind of stuff. Original short stories, original kind of productions in that way. It's funny because um, we I mean, we talk to a lot of creators um, and often like, you know, we haven't necessarily seen their back catalog. So we have to, you know, we go back and watch a whole bunch of things. So, you know, we start from sort of the beginning and work our way through. And it was really interesting seeing your, your progression from, you know, where you started to sort of where you are now. But the funny thing was normally like, you know, when those styles sort of change up, people are like, oh, I'm not sure. But I was like, I was pretty hooked all the way through, even at the end, like it, it was getting pretty, pretty crazy. But I was like, oh, this is, this is really interesting. And I ended up with all these questions. I was like, oh. So have you found like the audience has just gone with it and they're just like this is this is awesome I like just like the style developing? I mean I hope so. If they haven't, then I'm in I'm in deep water. <laughs> I'm in absolute just horrid deep water. But um, yeah, I mean I I tried to like do a relatively smooth transition between okay, here's what I did uh, like ten years ago. Here's something that happened to me like five years ago. Something really stupid like getting a concussion. You know, here's the story around that. To um like trying trying to wean people off of that stuff to more like okay. So there's this um, portal that opens and this guy comes through and I fight him and then it, it all goes down and, and like, that's, that's the video. Yeah. I just, I tried it like at at first it was like, I would tell the story and then I would um, sort of by the end of it, it would slowly 
progress or, or degress, I guess, um, into the skit part of it, the completely like fabricated part of it. And then there's been like parts where I've, I've kind of, or videos like my can you eat dirt one where I'd, um, frame it as like a, a question and answer video. Like, okay, here's some audience stuff. Here's some ridiculous stuff that you guys ask. Let me answer it. And then bam, it's just all skit. Yeah. Um, so it's, it's kind of, I've been experimenting through that kind of medium where it's like, okay, I'm, I'm familiar with, uh, these kind of story videos or slash question and answer stuff. And then, oh, okay, this isn't that, but I'm kind of used to it because he did this stuff in his previous, um, near the end of his other videos. So like I, that, that's kind of how I've been going about it. And, uh, I've, I've gotten a, a decent amount of positive feedback from those kinds of, uh, holy or entirely skit based uh, content. So that's been, uh, it's, it's been really reassuring to, to hear that. Yeah, no, it, it's fascinating how it's thing that developed. But I guess before we talk more about that, let's let's maybe take a step back and can you just tell us sure. how do you got to this this point? Like, how did you get into YouTube and become a YouTube creator? Like, where did it all start for you? Oh yeah, for sure. Um, so I started way back in on YouTube, I guess, in in 2015 through a, a completely different channel. It was my full legal name, and I, I did like piano videos where I'd like set down the the camera on the end of the piano and I would play like the Sonic the Hedgehog like boss battle theme on the piano because i was like obsessed with that it was it was so much fun to play that that theme song just over and over and over and over again my family was was drilled nuts by this like i would just keep on playing the same whatever on the piano every single day and so i was like all right let me upload this to youtube let me record it and upload it to youtube back in 2000 i think it must have been early 2015 because it's it's been it's been quite a while but so I uploaded that and it didn't get a lot of traction, obviously. It probably only got like a couple views or, and then like maybe a, a hundred or so all these years later, like later. But that was my first kind of exposure to YouTube. It was just stupid piano video, uploaded it. And I, I had a blast because it was so simplistic. I didn't have to edit anything or whatever. And then I uh, kind of just kept on going from there. I was like, all right, I'm 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 interested in piano. That's cool, but I'm not good at it. So I'll just, I like video games. So I started playing video games and doing Let's Plays and and I was uh always the the kind of growing up the entertainer in my family so i would do skits you know write original stuff and then in my bedroom like a psychopath just circling around and moving the camera and playing all the characters to my skits and just like all right i'm on this side of the room i'll be this character move the camera go over there record that i i use this like probably movie maker level stuff to edit that stuff together this is like during 2000 uh 16 to 2017 or so and yeah it was like skits and let's plays and i must have been doing that for around two years and it eventually kind of developed into animation based stuff that's where i really got my footing in terms of 3d animation and that's where i really piqued my my interest was um early or, or mid 2016 and that was a lot of the content uh, in, in the midst of the skits and, and let's plays that was also some of the content that i uploaded it was really just a a complete amalgamation of all these different kinds of content that had nothing to do with each other. There was no continuity. It wasn't good, but it was also um, practice and also really helped me figure out that I like doing this. And so from like 2016 to 2000, uh, or sorry, 2015, I should say, to 2000, you know, modern day, there there really hasn't been um, a day where I haven't thought of YouTube because right after I was done with my older channel not my oldest but my older channel i um immediately jumped on to this new channel that was just animation based and it was it was completely new it had nothing to do with my previous 
channel. No one knew that I was doing that stuff. And now I'm doing this. No one from this modern channel knows that I was doing that until now. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, yeah, a little bit of exclusive look into my, <laughs> my let's play past. I know it's, it's quite the, quite the thriller, but so yeah, no, like from when I transitioned from doing skits and uh, those, those gameplay videos and, and those brief 3d animation experiments and whatnot, I, I saw people like uh, like Jackadamia and and the odd ones out and and just people that were doing this kind of thing and I was like, hey, I really like animation and I know I'm passionate about this. And then, uh, growing up, I was always drawing like on road trips and I was like, all right, cool. I think this is the next step for me. I think that this is something that I really enjoy doing. And uh, here we are. <laughs> here we are. So you so you had an animation background sort of before you went into this. So you understood the basis of animation. Yeah, I mean, it was it was like it wasn't really a whole lot of two D stuff. You know, it was I was definitely more of a hobbyist with two D stuff, but with three D, I was like picked up Blender and I picked up um, Fire Alpaca and I just you know I made really just awful awful three D shorts. But it was also yeah, it was a stepping stone, and uh, that was like kind of my introduction to you know principles of animation and and characters loosely. Um, as much as three years ago to four years ago, Noah could. And, um, yeah, so it definitely, I, I've definitely had a, a background in animation or at least art kind of the, uh, I, I was definitely the biggest artist in my, my family growing up, definitely my, my biggest hobby. So yeah, 100%. Hey, and no, with that, that previous channel where it was kind of like your sandpit of playthings with, with YouTube, like, did you have any expectations with that? Or was that like, was that just for the pure fun and creativity of it? I didn't expect it to get anywhere and it it really didn't. Um, with that being said though, when when a video did get a decent amount of views, I was obviously overjoyed because when when you know when you're not used to anyone looking at the stuff you're doing or the content you're producing and then all of a sudden you have a video that just decides that, yeah, this is we're going to show this to everyone. That's really cool. But I really didn't have any intentions of it going anywhere and and it really didn't. Um so this was definitely a, a much more of like a it's a fresh start, you know. It was like Okay, here's a clean slate, new kind of content. I'm already familiar kind of with the medium and uh see where it goes. See where it goes. But the old channels, no. No, I didn't I didn't expect to go anywhere. And how did the channels pick up? Like how did you start bring you know, building your audience? Was it like a slow burn or did it, you know, start stacking on people immediately? How did it work for you? Yeah, so my first video didn't perform well, as most people's don't, but I um I, it must have been like three or, or four videos in where I was like, okay, I'm going to make a video and this is going to be the one, this is the the big, the big boy. And I, I might not have the chrono, uh, the chronology of the events. Perfect. Cause it's been a while since I really re- revisited it, but I was like, okay, this is going to be the video. I'm very excited. This is going to be the one that makes me blow up. I'm going to put my all into it. I, I started doing like 3d backgrounds. I started like um, really upping. I say in, in, in quotations, can't see that on the, the audio, but in the video I'm doing it. Um, that this is, you know, the one that really, really is going to take my content to the next level here. And it was, it was called the 12 year old, uh, 12 year old flirt. Didn't do that well, but, um, <laughs> immediately after that, I, I made a video called five types of people on discord. It's, it's kind of infamous now because it, it, it's kind of responsible for me getting any traction on the website. Um, so I made that video. I was really very proud of it. And then this, uh, this other animator, Tim Tom hit me up. I was pretty good friends with him at that point. 
he's another YouTube animator that did like life stories, very inspired by the odd ones out and all that. His style back then was practically a carbon copy. I can say that with good faith and good confidence because I know he knew he knows, and I know that he's, he's changed his style to really deviate from that and, and good on him. But it was, it was basically James too. You know, his content was basically that kind of thing, but he had his own unique inflections to his, his, his voice. He had his own unique pacing of jokes. He had his own unique everything. Like it was, it was, except for the art, but it was like, it was pretty, it was his own thing, you know? So he got really big. He blew up. He was like one of the fastest growing like channels. And I forget which, which year this was. It must've been 2017, but he blew up really fast growing channel. And, um, just after a couple of videos and I, I was on his discord server, like all the time I was like talking to his fans and I was talking to, eventually I talked to like, became good friends with like his moderators. And I, I became pretty good friends with him. We played Minecraft and whatnot. And so after I make that five types of people on Discord video, he hits me up. He's like, hey, Noah, I'm doing this uh, live stream where I'm showcasing 10 animation YouTubers that I think have uh, a, a good amount of potential on the website. And I want to give uh, as much publicity, essentially, as possible to as as kind of just like a, a an amplifying voice or, or someone that has a voice in the, the community, kind of trickling that down to smaller creators that that I think deserve it. And so he's like, yeah, do you want to be on this live stream um, for a, a five minute segment? I'm like, yeah. Oh, absolutely. I was in Florida at the time and I didn't have access to any good like camera equipment, microphone like equipment. I was borrowing my brother's laptop to like work on videos while I was on vacation with my family in Florida. And um, I must have been only at like oof, 50 subscribers, mm-hmm. 70 tops, 100. Uh, so we're, we're doing the live stream. And he, he was like... Uh, Noah, how many subscribers would you be happy with walking away today? We're on the live stream, like living uh, or on air. And he's like, how, how many subscribers would you be happy with walking away with today? I'm like, yeah, maybe like I'll take 300. You know, there's a decent amount of people watching this, but the chance of anyone really finding my content intriguing or, or engaging in any ways is very small. So I'm like, yeah, like 300, 400, whatever. Like I, I, I take that and I check my, the live sub count and it's, it's at a thousand <laughs> just, just like that. Just like a thousand from all these people watching. And there must've, there, there was a decent amount of people watching, but proportionately it was, it was absolutely like mind numbing that, that that would even happen. Um, And so I'm incredibly grateful for that because I, I kind of really, I seriously credit that with being like one of the biggest jump starts for my channel. And, and I'll, I'm, I'm willing to admit that, you know, it's like it was early on and I really don't think um, I would be, I would be in this position without that initial burst of publicity and uh, yeah, no, I'm really thankful for that, that opportunity, but that was definitely responsible for it. Uh, the majority of it was, was that initial boost. And then after that, I just kept on making content. People were like, Hey, I like this. The discord video that I made, the five types of people on discord video uh, really started picking up traction and it really started like going somewhere. I think right now it's, it's my highest viewed video because it just keeps on going. It's like a, it's, it's kind of like a timeless um, a timeless masterpiece that you know doesn't doesn't age. I know it's, it's uh, really, and trust me, I thought of all of this when I first made the video. I was really just a, a chess master. No, like it was. I literally just made it because I was on Discord a lot, and I'm like, yeah, these are people that I run into. So here's here's the kinds of people on Discord. And fast forward to today, there's still people saying, "Oh, you forgot number six. You forgot number seven. Here's a full list of thirty types of discord users that you can you little you numbskull completely forgot to put in the video I'm like i made this three years ago what do you want from me <laughs> but uh 
that 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 blew up. It was it is I think my most viewed video, and the the comments still haunt me. It is it is a a dreadful dreadful thing. Really good. <laughs> you ever revisit it? Like five more people you'd meet? Oh gosh, no, <laughs> no. You call out? No, you sort of call that out. There's uh, people who keep asking yeah. that, and every now and then you mention that in other videos, like. Basically, stop yeah. asking, right? Like, it's, yeah, yeah. Well, it's, it's kind of become like a, a little bit of a joke there, an in joke of sorts. But uh, yeah, so like for this this past April Fools, um, I made a video that was like five more people on Discord, five five types of people on Discord, part two essentially. Right. And I was like, these suckers, gonna <laughs> like you know, so they they they'd click on it, and instead of it being it's April Fools, so instead of it being five types of people on Discord, it was just like a two minute or one minute history lesson on the econo- economic crisis of like I don't know. I forget the year. I don't even remember what I said in the video, but some economic <laughs> crisis that happened in the uh, 1900s. How does that go with the audience, though? Like, where you sort of um, this long awaited sequel to the, you know, the video um, that everyone's been asking for, and you gave them that to like a ton of people just not get it? Like, what happened? <laughs> so, in all honesty, I don't even get it because there really isn't any joke. It's literally just like, economics uh but like that was that was it that was a joke but everyone for some reason there's people in the comments that were like i actually watched the entire thing through and i actually kind of really liked it and I'm like oh, okay watch <laughs> like yeah I, you should you should do more of these videos because it's so entertaining to learn about history in such a in such a cyberpunk way because i had like this this blaring like like bassy music in the background as the whole environment has this kind of like red uh cyberpunk aesthetic to it and people are like yeah I actually kind of want to kind of want you as my history teacher now. Go, okay. <laughs> oh, hey, look, um, as as a I guess as an animator, especially you know in, in story time and um, a lot of animators around, they often put a lot of themselves into the work. Um, you know, personal stories, um, your own set of emotions. It's really sort of out there on the surface more so than a lot of other YouTubers. How have you found that process? Like, obviously, you've you know developing that deep relationship with the fans. Yeah, no, that's something that's that's always really, really challenging for people, especially if you don't have a good personality. But no, like, but if you if you really kind of don't know how to put yourself out there to that large group of people, it can be uh, really tough to kind of figure out how to handle it. You know, like it, it, when there's a lot of people watching you and your personality, uh, it kind of can kind of can throw you for a loop. And I've really never had any prior experience to this kind of thing. Uh, a lot of people watch on my YouTube videos. So personality driven stuff, you're kind of putting yourself under a lot of scrutiny and and not only like your, your content, but like you as a person, because you're kind of having to moderate, like, okay, I think this joke is funny, or I think that this part of the story is like interesting, but you don't, you don't know if anyone else really will. Um, and, and you don't, you don't care when you first start because it's like, Okay, maybe only like 10 people are going to see this or maybe like only 20 people. I can make that joke that might be a little bit offensive to people or I can make this joke that might be stupid, but I kind of think is funny or or this part of the story that I think is interesting. And you just don't care when you're smaller, but or at least I didn't. And uh, now that there's like people, when, when people first started watching my stuff relatively consistently, it was weird because I was I was kind of second guessing a lot of the stuff that I was doing in a way. Uh, and I still do, like, I still do in all honesty, because uh, it, it's it's just a little bit nerve wracking, you know, because if you put yourself out there in, in some kind of way that maybe your audience doesn't connect with or doesn't really relate to, then um, 
then it, it kind of it'll fall flat and and that kind of it's hard to not take that as a personal thing that oh they didn't just like my they didn't just not like my joke but it's also any other joke that i make that isn't funny to these people or any part of these kind of stories that i tell they don't like this and it's not just a story that i'm telling anymore this is something that this is just me and they don't like me um so that's something that i personally struggled with i don't think everyone has i think that maybe it's people are susceptible to it and i'll be self-aware about that until the, the cows come home but it, it sometimes it doesn't help too much and sometimes it can be a little bit tough to like uh connect with your audience in that way because you're, you're you're under constant self-scrutiny um as to if what you're doing is even something that they would connect with in any way um so how i've been handling it personally is just occasionally throwing in the thing that Maybe I'll I'll show to because I, I like to send my scripts to to other people to review and then they're like okay cut this out that wasn't that interesting or or here's a here's a joke that I thought of you can maybe throw into your script and and I'll do that back and forth with a couple of my friends and um, or other creators and uh, we'll we'll give each other notes and so sometimes if I think a joke is really funny and I like have it in my head that this is something I really enjoy but like maybe the person I sent it to was like, eh, that's, I didn't laugh. Didn't laugh. Not, not the strongest one. I'll be like, <laughs> yeah, I'm going to keep it in. I'm going to keep it in. And sometimes that'll be a joke that the audience laughs at. And sometimes it's not, but because I've kind of learned to moderate what I'm doing in that way, like it's uh, not, not every single joke I'm going, I'm not going out on a limb for every single joke I make. It's only a, a couple or a couple bits of the story um, that, that maybe not everyone would find interesting. I'll keep in. So when I do throw in that occasional one that only I really, in all the review that I do with my my peers and all that, whenever there's a joke or part of the story that only I find interesting, sometimes I'll just leave it in. And it's it's just to, to experiment with it. And a lot of the time, that's actually something that the audience connects to or actually found interesting or funny. And it's, it's, it's really reassuring in that way. But then there's also the part of it where it's like, okay, I kind of have to disconnect myself from whether whatever my audience thinks of of me and and my kind of uh jokes or bits of the story so it, it's like a constant kind of back and forth there that i haven't I'm, I'm still trying to learn how to fix that's why i'm not really coming up here with a solution but these are just things i'm i'm experimenting with to kind of see where they lead mental health wise and leave uh like in in video production wise so it's an ongoing process for sure hey um is there a bit of like you've kind of got to push yourself and be uncomfortable like is that to get better like is that sort of an underlying oh yeah no 100 percent uh specifically with the the social side of stuff like connecting with the audience it's just uh it's I don't, it's foreign to me you know i i kind of like it's it's not something that i've really having an audience that that large kind of looking in on you and, and your personality is, is something that's completely new so it's it's definitely a lot of a lot of uncomfortable boundary pushing okay what's what's okay what can i improve about myself what's what's even the bits of me i should be putting out there and i shouldn't be um what are people watching my channel for and then kind of kind of honing in on those those spots that 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 overlap you know between what i like doing and what they like watching and and hopefully have a really good balance there mm -hmm. and i mean you, you obviously tell stories that are um you know uh, sometimes they're edgy but sometimes they're just like you know insights into your life um, I mean, I did like the the story about your your sister poisoning you with Windex. 
Um, which I guess still yeah, mad at her. Yeah, still mad at her to this day. But yeah, <laughs> it's funny. It's I actually strangely related to that a little bit because I drank that. Um, you know that blue liquid you put into toilets to disinfect them. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah, for sure. I, oh, what is it called? Yeah, there's a lot of brands of it. Yeah, yeah. I when I was a kid, I I'd a mistaken, but I, I did that myself, so no one really poisoned me. I just happened to just give it a give it a quick completely quick, voluntarily, okay. <laughs> yeah, voluntarily. But the moment you said, it, I'm like, oh yeah, and I said, yeah, well, that wasn't pleasant. I can completely understand where you uh, where you where you coming from with that, which is obviously extremely dangerous. Oh, yeah, but, um, it's it's not fun. It's no. not it's not it's not blue Kool Aid, and I, that was a mistake that I made. That's a mistake that I think probably hundreds. There has to be other people, you know. Yeah. So it's like kind of this common bond with only a, a, a key hundred people in, in the United States. Yeah. <laughs> so, but, yeah. but um, I mean, those stories are really interesting. I mean, what is your? I mean, there's obviously you, you you talk about your family and stuff like that. How do you uh, you know how do families feel about being shared in the stories as well? They love it. I mean, from everything I've heard, they they really. I I usually like to have a pretty thick wall between what I do in my business life, I, I consider YouTube business and, uh, and personal life. Cause I, I really don't like any crossover there for privacy reasons, for, um, reasons of, I don't want someone that I walk up to that I've known only personally through my entire life, just randomly coming back with, Oh yeah. And I saw your new video the other day. And, uh, like, I, I just really don't like that, you know, cause it feels like almost like a, a weird violation of business privacy, even though that's mm. public stuff out there. I really like to keep it thick there and, and, you know, what I share, um, online and, and what, uh, parts of online me get shared with my personal life. So there's not a whole lot of overlap there, but with that being said, uh, everyone that I've talked to, all my siblings that, that have talked to, um, that have been in videos and even the ones that haven't, they, I think they're, they're pretty good fan of them. They like seeing themselves being portrayed through the eyes of someone that experienced it in a different perspective. And, uh, I try to draw them nice and try to be, you know, generous with the proportions and everything. But, you know, so it's like, I, I think they're okay with it. And uh, I know they're okay with it. I don't know why I'm signing so incompetent and like a, a babbling idiot. I know they like it. <laughs> if they watch this and they say they don't, I know they're lying and I know where you live. So yeah. that's, we'll hash this out later, you know? Yeah. Speaking, speaking of lived, are you, are you on a farm? You have goats, right? You said you had goats. I do. Yeah. So it's kind of a farm. It's more like, uh rural but it's 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 really not not like oh open fields big pastures of of cows eating hay bales it's you know i just have a, a small not even acre of land and, and we've got goats on there and everything and some chickens so nice. it sort of just yeah. shows you can be a youtuber and, and be successful from anywhere can't you yeah oh well if, if i'm if i'm doing it you could probably be in a sewer and be making like <laughs> let's plays you know so or vlogs uh, i'd a, like to see a sewer uh, vlog by the way if someone <laughs> if someone out there does sewer vlogs please have them on the podcast and i want to be a guest host <laughs> I wanna, I wanna <laughs> it's amazing we've had creators from like places like they, you know they'd be in the middle of absolutely nowhere and they're like oh you know we can make it work and it's like it's one of those yeah. rare sort of occupations where you can actually literally be really far from people although i think you know probably covid and stuff have proven you can probably not have to be you know, specifically around people all the time to do great stuff. So, um, yeah, it, it, yeah. It, it is interesting. But, I mean, you do have a, a very big community, especially around the, this, the other Storytime animators, the other animators. You guys are pretty close to the group, aren't you? Yeah, no, 100%. Um, I, I think it's it's really one of those situations where, like, everybody kind of knows everybody. And if you don't know someone else, then you know someone else that knows someone else. And you can get in contact with them you're probably you've probably in a, been a, in a discord call with this other person they've been in a discord call with this other person everyone kind of just hangs out you know like they 
by by mutual extension by whatever like it's it's pretty tight-knit Mm. It's amazing. It, it seems like specifically around the animators. I mean, you know, we we met you through Mars, and you know, they that whole group know each other so well, and and you're so tight. Um, and um, that sort of camaraderie and that, that help and assistance to give each other is really great. And you don't tend to see that in a lot of other groups of YouTubers. Like, but the animators seem to be very very close knit. You know, do you know why that is? I've actually, yeah, I've thought about this before, and I, I didn't. I didn't come to any, like, I, I came to a pretty solid conclusion based off of what I'm observing, but I don't have any hard statistics to back, back this up or anything. It's really like, huh, I wonder if this is it. But so what I'm thinking is that I, I think animators, because of just how uh, the person chose to be an animator, chances are they want to be inside. They want to be talking to people, non-person, but at their own leisure on Discord, maybe, or on Skype. And they don't really... They're spending a lot of their time online and they spend a lot of time watching other people's videos. And they, usually it's other animators to get inspiration or to fill in background noise. I'd say that that, that is probably a very large contributor to why animators specifically are, are so tightly knit. I'd also say that because it's such a, I'm not going to say it's the hardest genre to do on YouTube. There's, there's far more uh, difficult genres like video essays. The amount of research you have to do to make a good video essay that's compelling and interesting to watch that's going to take you just absolutely weeks of research and 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 studying and writing to even come up with anything that that anyone would watch um but animation is is still fairly difficult to make a good and compelling animation so i'd say there's almost like a shared bond of of martyrdom in that way of suffering uh to kind of like okay we're all putting in a really big amount of work um I can connect with this other animator in that same respect, or maybe we use a similar software and there's some like gimmicks about it that we like to in joke about. Like there's just a lot more in this kind of genre that almost not, not forces, but it almost, um, it makes it much easier to connect with other people that do it too, uh, specifically. And, and that's just what I've, I've observed. I, I can't say that that's the concrete reason, like reason why, but um, I also think that if you're putting your personality out there as a story time animator or as an animator as a, as a whole, making comedically driven stuff or even even just interesting stuff, you're you're probably a, a a decently interesting person to talk to. And if I see another person that does the same thing I do and it does the same, uses the same kind of software or, or maybe even the the enemy software, you know, this the stuff we we tease other people about. There's always something to connect with them about and maybe hop into a call with each other and talk while we're, we're working on our next videos or, or stuff like that. And um, like, what do we, like, we do, when you're talking to Mars, he was talking about sort of the future of uh, story time animation and, and sort of where it was going in his opinion. What do you, what do you think the future of story time is? It's a hard one. How long? Yeah. Yeah. Right. Cause it's like, <laughs> how know, long? yeah. yeah. In, in 30 words or less, <laughs> where do you think it's going? Oh, how, how far are we talking? How far in the future? But in the, do you, you have a solid number? No, I don't have a solid number. I just want to like, just in general, how do you, where do you feel it's trending towards? I mean, in the short term and long term, what, what, have, what, have you, what have you think? Creativity. There's going to be a lot of people making different stuff soon. Because mm. there's been a lot of, there's been a very large period of time where people have established talking about a story that happened to them in their life and uh, like just into a microphone, editing it in Audacity and then animating it in, in Adobe Animate and that's it. I don't know if I don't know if you like me mentioning all those brands or not on your podcast, but anyways, <laughs> so anyway, these are the softwares we use. So, yeah, I know, right? Yeah. Adobe, <laughs> these, these these crazy Australian men, but um, 
essentially, uh, that, that's been a very, very popular mainstream of content for story time videos is here's something that happened. Put that into an audio editing software, put that into an animation software, upload that to YouTube, editing it minimally in like, I don't know, Windows Movie Maker. But uh, that, that's been a very popular thing. Everyone's sick of that. No one wants to no one wants to watch that straightforward stuff anymore. I think we're gonna see a lot of people really branching out and adapting to that that void in the market of creative story time animation really soon. People animating um much more skits into their video and and much more um maybe maybe some live action hybrids that kind of we already seen that with like people like uh I think it's uh young Don Swoozy, this guy Eli James. I think we've we've seen a lot of that. Um I think we're also gonna start seeing a lot more people being self-conscious um, or at least making fun of themselves or, or maybe like just poking fun at themselves for making that kind of content or, or making, maybe making a lot more parodies of story time stuff, just because, you know, when there's prevalence of a certain breed of content, you're going to find people that are either seriously opposed to it, which is, you know, a, <laughs> kind of a subjective thing. Can't say that's wrong or right. But then you're also going to have a group of people that are like, I enjoy this, but I also, here's some criticisms. Here's some stuff that I think that they could do better. And here's some jokes I'm going to make that don't tear down the community, but more just like poke fun at it and, and encourage people to do a little bit better through a very non-destructive medium. So I think we're going to see a lot more parodies. I think we're going to see a lot more, uh, like maybe some skits, mixed media stuff, live action, a lot more just like crossing over of other genres to spice up specifically the animation story time community. Yeah, interesting. And that's that's what I can figure. You know, yeah. did you you know going back to like your change in style from that, let's say traditional story time animation to this this new style, which is both from like your art style, the stories you tell, and the character um, with this hectic, frenetic, other world <laughs> skip, skip thing that you you know I, I don't know how to describe it. Um, if you haven't checked it out, like yeah, strap yourself in and you're in for one hell of a ride. It's like. It's, it's <laughs> not your typical story time animation and, and we sort of you've sort of highlighted that did you is did you start shifting to that from a like personal creative pursuit or is it like that you kind of see we're seeing audiences were like getting served like you know there's a lot of that type of content out there and audiences were looking for something different yeah with with pivoting to more like skit driven kind of style of content or, or even like just non-story time style of content in general. It's uh, it wasn't something that I really did because I saw like a, some kind of like gap in the market or like some sort of like thing that, Oh, not a lot of people are doing this. So I'm going to do it just so I'm, I'm deliberately different. There, there was a little bit of that latter one actually, because I was like, I was kind of just, things were getting a little bit stagnant on my channel. I was like, right, I kind of want to spice some stuff up. I kind of want to change some stuff. And, uh, but but more than that, there was also just this drive to really just keep on getting better at my craft and, and improving. That's kind of why I'm on uh, YouTube. A, a lot of the the reason why I'm even on this platform is that I kind of see it as a a benchmark, essentially, as to why I'm uh, as to my my progress in animation and and my content and whatnot. So I was like, okay, I I've been making all these story time videos. Here's something that I haven't done: me fighting a robot. <laughs> in one of my videos. And so on Halloween, I think, I think it was, it must've been a Halloween video or at least maybe a little bit after. Or so I was like, okay, I'm going to make i uh, I'm going to do a typical video 
where I'm talking about my random thoughts because that was a big thing that was happening in the community was random thoughts. It was like talking um, about stuff you were thinking about over the course of the last couple of months put into video form. And, and they were so fun to do because you literally, you weren't constrained to any kind of format other than no format. You could just say, oh, I've been thinking about uh, bees. Why do bees do that thing where they flap their wings and they they sting people? Am I right, guys? And like, <laughs> you could just do that. And everyone's like, yeah, yes, 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 me too. And it was like a lot of fun because you could just do that. And people would, would like enjoy those kinds of thoughts. And it was it was really good all around for the community. But I was like, um, all right, I'll start at the video like that. But then maybe halfway through, there's this evil version of me that like cuts in. And he's he's. I don't know. He he doesn't like the he doesn't like Aroa or like the, the 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 character that I made, and then they fight, duke it out in the battle, and then like that's a video, and it people liked it. So I was like, okay, that's cool. Um, I like it. I like making this. Let's do more. And then I just kind of just kept on going on from there, ramping it up and and making different twists in each video, kind of just trying to like differentiate myself from from some of the crowd, but more importantly than anything, just trying to get better at my craft, hone in my abilities, like learn new stuff about the software I'm using and, and storytelling and, and picking up some new, new techniques that usually I wouldn't do, but I I ended up sticking with up until now. So I've really just been using this genre to kind of aid me in those, those kind of goals. This is sorry, a bit, a bit of a side thing. You took you you mentioned bees at the end at the end of the 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 dirt video. You said my encyclopedic <laughs> knowledge of bees. Do you actually have an encyclopedic knowledge of bees? Um, so I'm, I'm pretty sure you said that. No the, comment. <laughs> no comment. Yeah, no, I I can't talk about that now. <laughs> right. Yeah, okay. Nope. No, that is under strict uh, NDA. <laughs> right. I'll have you guys sign the contract afterwards? But no, we just cannot talk about the bee thing. Can we ask the goats about the bees? Maybe they'll, they'll give us the inside word on the bees. If, if, hey, if you if you get into contact with them, <laughs> go for it. Uh, but, uh, we'll I'll, have a chat to the goats, find out about the bees. <laughs> I'll, I'll have my lawyers in contact. But yeah, no, so can't talk about the bees. All right. All right. Well, we're going to ask about this, though. Um, I mean, you're, you're, you have a, a very impressive animation style. It's very mixed, and there are lots of really, really great elements in it. But how long does it take you to put together an, an episode? Um um, from start to finish first off thanks i appreciate that um <laughs> like seriously because I, I don't know it's really it's kind of weird to hear have people say that in person because i i don't know <laughs> i don't usually talk to people but um or about my content but uh so each episode really obviously depends on length obviously depends on on subject matter and and you know what i want to what i want to cover what what kind of techniques i want to use and whatnot but assuming that i'm experimenting that video which more common than not is the case with the exception of a couple, a couple more recent ones that I've, I've kind of gone a little bit stagnant with, but if assuming that I'm using a new technique uh, and I'm, I'm just doing like a, a typical length video, it's not like an outlier about a month and a half, month and a half to, to two months or so. Wow. Yeah. Solid work. So, so yeah. quite a, quite a while, but I, I mean, I'm also, you know, realistic about like, yeah, I'm one person I'm trying to, to, to learn stuff with each video that I make and trying to expand on this. But I also, re- the reason it's not like three months or four months is that I usually allot like a certain amount of time each individual day for focus work where I'm, I'm absolutely not distracted by, by any technology, any like social media. And then I really just go into the zone every single day for a certain amount of time. And then I just, I stick with that and, and just work. 
and then the rest I can be like listening to music or something. But I, I try to keep on a pretty good schedule for for working on videos. Yeah. Do you think the fa- do you think fans appreciate the effort that goes into uh, a video? Oof. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I think almost a little bit too much sometimes, which I might be weird to say, but like I, I think people uh, people care about me too much sometimes, which is is so it's so odd to me because I'll get comments that are like. Noah, the quality of the videos, I'm not saying this to Puff My Chest, this is just like a genuine comment I got on my more recent videos. They're like, Noah, um, I really like the quality of the video, but I have to admit, it's very disturbing to me how you're getting these out at such a rate. Please stop. <laughs> like, please, please stop. Please take time to not work on videos. Like, yeah. just, I hope you're getting your sleep. I hope you're getting your rest properly. And it was like, it, it's very um, thoughtful of them. Like, I really appreciate that. I, uh, it is actually one of the first comments that I've ever gotten regarding my, my general mental health. And it was, I'm not going to say it was like the wake up call or anything that like, oh, wait, these people actually care about me sometimes. But it was also like, um, it was also really inspiring to hear, to hear that. So I, I've definitely been, as of lately, especially the past couple of months really trying to moderate what I'm doing in terms of work and, and social life and spending time with family and friends and all that. Yeah. That's amazing. That's like, that's a next level connection you you're creating with these people. Right. <laughs> um, and like, you know, that like, it sounds like a lot of your audience um, probably understand the effort then that goes into creating a video. And you, you know, you're, you're saying like four to six weeks and, and the, but like, for people who don't understand, what does like what is taking that long? Like, Oof. what what do you like? Maybe like you you know you mentioned you write scripts, which is uh, hopefully people would get that and you share it with a bunch of other people. But what what's what are you doing when you're creating animation that is that that is that the thing that takes so long? Like specifically with the the animation side of things, I mean, it's it's just a medium that requires time generally i'm i mean i'm not great at writing scripts that takes like probably a good half week to week of the process just because i'm i you know if you have a bad script animation and voice acting aside yeah bad delivery can ruin a joke or something but if you don't have a good script and and any good material that you can even scrape by with good voice acting it's not going to be a good piece of content and there's not going to be anyone that enjoys that so i always like to take my time with that Specifically with animation, though, why videos of of this genre of anyone, not even just me, why they take so long is that you're usually you're a one man team. You're having to make all these different moving parts come together in a way that actually, hopefully, by the end of the month slash two month slash three month period, comes out to something resembling a cartoon or something resembling a, a moving picture that's that's bouncy and and smeary and and has these well-integrated animation techniques or nice coloring. Somehow you have to pull a, a, not even an idea of your head, put it onto paper, format it so it, it has a good structure. Have jokes about a usually ordinary event that just happened. Maybe it's an absurd event, but like putting a, a joke on just something that happened to you one day incidentally. And not just one joke, it's a lot of jokes, a lot of different jokes about this 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 very mediocre thing that happened to you or or maybe maybe even an, an engaging thing that happened to you, but you still have to make it funny or at least make it interesting to watch. And then you have to take that, you have to voice act it so then those elements you just put on paper, 
people can listen to that and connect with the, the original intention of you writing that. And hopefully through voice acting, whatever, amplify or whatever, through voice acting, amplify those those jokes to a point where people maybe laugh, maybe keep on watching the video and don't click off to watch someone else that's more funny or more interesting or more educational than you are. And then not only voice act it, you have to edit together and then you have to figure out some way to put this to visuals. Like, okay, I'm just talking about, I'm, I'm just talking about how, I don't know, I, I was walking down the street and, uh, and uh, this car started falling. This didn't happen to me, but I'm just using an example. I'm walking down the street and the car came up next to me. What do I draw for that? I guess a person walking and there's a, a car, but I don't know how to draw a car. So let me look up how to pictures of cars. Okay, not it wasn't that car, but I, I also don't want to draw that car because that's boring. Let me draw this other car. That looks awful. Okay, let me watch a tutorial on how to draw a, t- a car better. Um, and then I'll, I'll learn how to color the glossy part of the, the car. Or, or maybe maybe I'm even a car enthusiast. I'm the, the best car drawer around. I still have to figure out how the human legs work to make, them, to make them walk. Or maybe I don't want them to walk. Maybe I just want them to slide. So it goes on the ground. It saves me a lot of time. But people notice those kinds of budget cuts. And they're usually like, could have done better there. So maybe I guess I'll draw him walking. And maybe I'll draw the car. And maybe uh, the car will have the, the wheels moving. And maybe the background will show that I'm in an urban environment of sorts. And maybe there'll be telephone poles. And then, oh, I'm just talking to the camera now in a way, some sort of some sort of point of the video where I'm addressing the audience directly. So I guess I'll draw my entire room and I'll draw my character looking at the camera and putting his hand up and crossing his arms every so often. And and OK, and then I have to make the outro and it just keeps on going on. And, and it just all of those elements, you have to somehow make that all in the end come together to make some coherent story, cartoon something and then you have to edit it and then you have to upload it like there's so many steps to this it's not just filming and editing and then that's it it's it's just all these different layers um so that that's at least that's my take on that i'm a solo animator i'm a solo writer voice actor and everything that's why it takes me that long to make videos and uh that's not even including like experimenting or maybe learning something new and implementing well i guess it kind of was with the car example but you know maybe you want to throw in 3d or something you know or or have it completely reenacted through zebras but um uh, i actually that's actually one of the best ways people have ever explained the process to us that was actually that was actually really good yeah, it was, it was <laughs> very it was detailed but really really on point which is actually really great um which maybe, is, maybe i drove it on a little bit too much there but anyways that's just <laughs> no, that's no, no. Detail window, is, you know yeah it's all it's about a detail. window and how it works so going back to like the whole like the evolution of story time animation do you know where it started and where it came from Oh, it's like the the old the old caveman, huh? The old the old first man. Um, and the style, oh that distinct. I um, so I I can't say I don't know the um the first person to ever do story time animation probably is lost to the seas. He's probably like just in in the tides somewhere, getting getting dro- dragged back into the the kraken depths and whatnot, and completely drowned by now. I don't know the first person to do it. Maybe not. Um, and the first person that I ever know that I personally known to have ever done it uh, would, would have to be, I think it was Domix. It was Domix and, and this guy Swoozy. And it, it was, it was those two that really set down the groundwork there originally. That's, that's why I can imagine me the first man. I, I can't say that I was drawn to the genre through them, but I think we can accredit a lot of why I exist. Why, um, Cameron Cameron Clayton exists, why James exists, why 
Jaden exists. Like, I think we can accredit a decent amount of, to that. And I, I, I don't know. I, were they the first people to do it? I, I don't. Do you guys have this researched already? Like, right. what? I, I, okay. This is the, the this is the the challenge. I think I'm going to set us is let's. I want to get to the maybe the bottom of it if possible. Mm. Let's go down and fight the kraken and um, keep that person <laughs> up. Get his um, get a skeleton back. Yeah. Follow up on that. Then you said that wasn't what they. You know that the those OG channels weren't the ones that brought you into the into the realm um, of this genre. Was there one channel that did or? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I, oh, oh, I get excited every single time I tell the story. Oh, well, I haven't told it much, but I'm, I'm not, I'm also going to try to tell it from a completely fresh perspective because I've, I've kind of within friends, I've kind of joked about this, but um, so there's this guy, um, his name's uh, Jack, I'm not going to dox him. His name's Jack. And he runs this channel called Jackadamia. He maybe has, I think, I think he has around 20,000 subscribers or so. This guy, he made this video and it, w- it was about, um, he, I think it was, oh, was he talking about, I think he was talking about colleges because he was just, uh, he's out of high school and he was looking into to getting, to going to colleges and whatnot. And amidst some odd ones out videos I've seen back then, or I saw back then, and and some of those kinds of contents I saw Jack's video and it was like when it first came out, I might've already had my channel by then. So I can't even like, I, I actually don't, again, I don't know the main order where this happened, but he's the most memorable instance of this. So I saw this video about him searching for colleges and, and which ones to go through and how confusing it was. And it was, it was animated in this really appealing art style. And his, his vocal work was just mint. I love his voice. It's so good. And, um, he was like really what inspired me to, if not start, then really keep on going and kick up my game. And amidst all of that, we um, we eventually became friends. We, we became friends, and I I've I've kind of known his friend group for a while after joining the the community and starting to do animation, and and then I met some of some of his friends and some of their friends, and uh, fast forward to like a couple a couple months ago. A ton of us go to New York uh, for some some meetups and uh, some some networking events and whatnot, and we ended up <laughs> as it happened somehow. Me and him, we had to rent like a, a hotel to to stay at while we were in New York. It was me and and like four other people or something in this like a hotel room with two two queen size beds. So uh, picture that, and so somehow it ended up that. We were so cramped in there that me and Jack had to sleep in the same bed for space sake. I, I want like just just thinking about that. It, it sounds so mundane, but the idea that like I was watching this guy and I was inspired him to even like start doing this or at least keep on doing this, and he was like the driving force in me getting better at this and continuing. To think that like just three years later I'd be sleeping in the same bed as this guy <laughs> right next to him, like less than a foot away. <laughs> is in new york city is just mind-numbing to me and uh yeah so that he was he was the guy he was the guy jack damia look him up if you haven't you know or or people listening you know that's the guy his college video so uh that's my piece dreams can come true (laughs) yeah man 
Shout out to Jackadamia. That's awesome. Everyone listening can set their goals. They're like, oh, YouTube creator inspires me. Yeah. I'll be, yeah. you know. Maybe one day you can sleep bed. in bed with them, you know. Oh. Maybe you can, you know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but all right, don't quote me on that one. But uh, yeah, maybe. Maybe it can happen. You know, living proof. It happens. Yeah. Hey, I guess. Find someone that's uh find someone that's looking for colleges, start imitating them down to the T, branch off a little bit, sleep in the same bed. It's a very simple four step process, and I I encourage everyone to try it. But um Uh, there you go. Noah's Noah's secret uh secret source to YouTube success. (laughs) Yeah, sleep with people in bed. So yeah, absolutely. Sorry, Fred, you were going to say something about something. And- uh, I, no, I was going to say that I think that's an excellent, awesome way to actually end it up. That was, that, was a, that was a good story. But Ant does always have a question at the end, which we ask every creator, which is Ant. Ant. Tell me about the bees. <laughs> Don't tell me about the bees. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, it's no. not about the bees. No, the question okay. is, like, do you have any uh, top tips for aspiring creators? Um, maybe, in, let's just say an animation, because that's, that's your area. Okay. Let's hone it down to animation. Okay. Yeah. Cause I, I can't tell you, I couldn't tell you to make a vlog. I couldn't tell you that, but I can tell you that, listen, if you're getting into animation, okay, let's say, let's say you've never, you're a little infant, little infant baby in animation. There's going to be a lot of people that tell you, don't worry about the software. A software doesn't limit you in any way. I, I, I agree with this, but if you're just getting into animation, don't get an animation that crashes on you or stops working or is or is the the main issue in your workflow. If you're just learning how to do this and, and you're using a software for the first time and you're also new to the to the art form and new to the medium, all these like unknowns clashing together and then something goes wrong with your software, you're not going to know if you did something wrong or it did something wrong and that's going to be crazy discouraging. So I'm not saying get the perfect software, just get something that's not broken. Always just practice seriously every single every single day. Just drawing something. I don't care if you have MS Paint. That doesn't crash. That doesn't do anything wrong. Just draw an MS Paint. You know, practice circles, practice faces, or whatever. Um, just don't get something that breaks, because then you don't know if you did it. You don't know if it's a software side. You don't know if you should quit and never do it again. Uh, but yeah, man, just like everyone's gonna say this, but there's a reason that everyone says it, and that's because it's true. Just keep on honing in your craft. Keep on developing that and learn new stuff every single day don't keep on practice the same things every single day but add add some spice to it add some flavor add some stuff that you you haven't done before and and really try to expand those horizons in every single way that you find interesting or maybe that you you've always wanted to learn or or something in that area don't get stagnant you know in your learning process because that's gonna be more discouraging than than even your software messing up so keep it fresh that is a Brilliant. great tip, mate. No, thanks so much for joining us on Creator Generation. Um, yeah, hopefully we get to, to chat to you again sometime soon in the future. Hey, thanks for having me. Seriously, this has been a, a really, really good time. Excellent. Awesome, mate. Thanks Cheers. Y'all. See ya. Bye. Creator Generation. Look on the mic.